0: I'm Stefan Sittig, and welcome to American Theatre Artists Online, where we talk with leading contemporary figures in American theatre. Tony and Golden Globe Award-winning stage and screen star Linda Lavin has been delighting audiences for six decades. Many remember her as the title character in the popular sitcom, Alice, that ran on CBS for nine years and garnered Lavin an Emmy nomination. Many others remember her for her commanding stage performances, both on and off-Broadway. These days, when not busy in the theater, she uses her expert singing voice, delighting music lovers everywhere with cool, innovative interpretations of great songs. Her new album, Love Notes, is a swinging and elegant collection of standards, jazz classics, and pop hits, led by Grammy-nominated composer, arranger, vocalist, and jazz pianist, Billy Stritch who has worked with or written for some of the biggest singers in music, including Reba McIntyre, Patti LaBelle, and Liza Minnelli. As neighbors living in the same Manhattan building, Lavin and Stritch are lifting spirits by performing free live concerts on Facebook every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Aside from the music, these live mini living room cabarets are filled with fun banter, interesting life stories, and fascinating trivia pulled from their experiences on and off stage. Hi Linda and Billy, welcome.
1: Thank you. Hi.
0: Thank you so much for doing this today. This is great. I mean, I, I first of all wanted to thank you both for, for coming on American Theatre Artists Online and for you know, um, giving of your time as you've been doing so much lately um, and for being so generous with our listeners. Um, tell us a little bit about, you know, one of the reasons I, I wanted to talk to you guys today is, um, aside from the fact that you both have a pretty amazing and interesting history in the performing arts, both of you in, in, in different areas and a bit together. Um, I wanted to talk to you about your latest projects and particularly right now with everything that's going on with, um, COVID-19 and, you know, we're all, uh, we're all, um, you know, sheltering in place. Um, the facebook live concerts that you're doing which i th- i think they're amazing on wednesdays at three o'clock every wednesday how did that come about and whose idea was it
1: oh, i think we did it simultaneously we just looked at each other as we do we have that connection mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: i remember because it was like people were starting to perform right billy and,
2: that's, and yeah that's uh, right it was uh I remember uh, I had done my last gig on Sunday night, which was the 15th of March, and then the next day was when they closed everything. Everything shut down, and yeah. we kind of knew that was going to happen, and then didn't we jump? We, we did it on that first Wednesday, didn't we? People we did it right, right away. away. I yeah. remember
1: I I called some organization, and I said, can I cook, and what can I do, and they said well you could do a show and i thought oh well, that's not what i had in mind and then i told billy and we just looked at each other and he said let's do a show and and because we were in the same building we billy came up and and because we love each other and know how to be together and we work together all the time anyway sure.
3: Yeah, sure.
0: it, so it was a natural saying,
2: thing. You, you're well, neighbors uh,
0: then, you live in the same that's building. That's how
2: good, you, you know, that speaks to our, our long friendship because that's we're neighbors right. and, and Linda loved the building that I was in and about, was that about eight or nine years ago, Linda, you bought the apartment in my building? About the that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, boy, you know, we had no idea just quite how wonderful and lucky that was going to be until this whole thing came along and, and uh and aside because from these shows wouldn't be happening you know they wouldn't right. be happening if we had to travel to do them you know yeah that's I was right gonna say,
0: yeah and so this this happened to coincide with the release uh or closely with the release of your new album love notes yes were exactly. working on together so in a way it was it's a great way to 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 work together to continue that, right? Well, we
1: we were supposed to have a big celebration uh, for the <laughs> release of the of the album, but unfortunately, sure. this Best virus hit. Everything mm-hmm. was shut mm-hmm. down. So uh, sure. Billy is the producer of the album and the musical director yes. and uh, and wrote most you know, of we're... the charts for it. So it's his album too. So we wanted to let people know, and mm-hmm. and we wanted to be sensitive. To the fact that people were very sick and that there was a great deal of stress and fear in the city.
0: Sure. Right. Sure. Exactly. And and music is such a healing power. I mean, I at least it is for me. And well, um, it is, for, uh, it
2: really is. Yeah. And for you yes. guys to give of that,
0: of what you guys do so well, that, that's that's really although you both can do other things, I know, and you have done other things, and you've you've done uh,
3: sure. t- charity sure. work
0: and foundations, I know that, but but also this is the best. For us, uh, as the audience, we love to hear you sing.
2: That's lovely. Well, uh, it's, it's what we do together so well, I think.
0: And, uh, you
2: know, we're so proud of this album that we uh, we made it uh, last, we started on it last November, and yeah. did the tracks in New York, and then did some little more vocal work, and then, uh, in late January, I went to Nashville and we added some strings on a couple of songs and a great Dixieland kind of horn section on another song and mixed the thing. And mm-hmm. we've been so excited about it. So, you know, in a funny kind of way, it's it's been a nice way for us to kind of keep, keep the album out there. There was a lot of promotion built up before this COVID-19 thing happened. Sure. Uh, but, you know, there's still a lot we can do in terms of just... Uh, singing the music and and i love that people can just basically hear us do it for it's free great. and it's a, show. it's a
0: wonderful album i you know i've been listening to it for the last couple of weeks because you know I, I saw it on your page it's such a beautiful album and it's so beautifully arranged and thank and, you and, and well, thank you both you. sound great on it and i love the song selection the track listing is so eclectic and that's my favorite kind of album I like a, uh, I like a little bit of everything. I mean, you have pop rock, you have jazz, you have a bossa nova song, right? You have the sure. João Gilberto, the Chega de Saudade, right? Which I, uh, love, yeah. I I grew up in Brazil, so it. it uh, let me say, as someone wow. as someone who grew up, ergo,
1: in, the very nice pronunciation. <laughs> exactly,
0: <Yeah>. but <laughs> I have to say, as someone who grew up in in Rio, huge Rio Janeiro, um, as we say it in Rio, um, okay. your there's something about the way you guys do bossa nova you get it and it's not that other people don't get it but there's oh, a lot
1: of other people don't get it no, oh. no. You're, you're not <laughs> wrong
0: i'm not wrong <laughs> and you know but but there's something about linda there's something about your interpretation of the lyrics and and in english as oh, yeah, as well you. as your your thank and and billy something in the way you you the, the arrangement, the Billy well, has yeah, there's the, so
2: much. There, there's, well, uh, I'm just going to say about Brazilian music in general. There's so much harmonically there. It's so rich, you know, mm-hmm. and it, there's so it, it's just so so wonderful to arrange that music because it goes beyond the three and four chord songs yes. that most people hear. You know, and I fell in love with that kind of music, I guess, when I was probably twenty. And mm-hmm. it's always really been just about my favorite genre and he is, and
1: he is iconically the best interpreter I think uh, that Billy well, is uh, on the piano, on and, the piano. And, and in his his arrangements and mm-hmm. and and vocally he's and he's on the and he's on the, the no more blues with me. That's yes. Billy oh, yes. overdubbed how many times Billy? Two, three, four times. Uh, on, yeah, double
2: track. Three times probably, yeah. <laughs> like and Wayne Han, the,
1: the the executive and producer of the album
2: mm-hmm. uh
1: took the uh took the band, took the the, the tracks back to Nashville, as Billy said, oh, and right. he he orchestrated that song, so uh, with a thirty three piece orchestra so it 's oh, just wow. it 's gorgeous it's magnificent it 's it's a gorgeous and fun and a lot I think of the album as mostly as fun i think of mm-hmm. you know when I tell people about it and or mm-hmm. give it as a gift, I say, you know, put it in your car." Or, if you still got a boombox which a lot of people don't have anymore (laughs) i do oh good i'm glad people are dancing to it they're writing to us and telling us that they're dancing
3: at home to it so that's very musical
0: that way yeah it's very it's it's almost like a dance cd in terms of jazzy and bossa nova is is very you know uh, it lends itself to that and what i like linda about your interpretation if i could be so is the way you sing is is perfect for the bossa nova style, and I've always thought that. Even going back to um, mm. your song from "It's a Bird, It's a Plane, It's Superman," uh, yeah, the possibilities,
1: possibilities. Song. Uh-huh. It's it's
0: bossa nova e, or you made it kind of bossa nova. We which we sense. do it as a
1: bossa nova. Yeah. Yes, it, it it wasn't that originally. Originally, but that's, that's Billy and me again. Yeah. That's yeah, that's your that's our love of it. We like your to do everything as a bossa nova, right,
2: well, it's Billy? Got, it's it shines me a little through. bit, you know. It's funny, Linda, because actually on that cast recording, it's a 60s kind of version. It's mm-hmm. faster for sure. But it's not yes. totally, uh, right. you know, it's got a little bit of that. It's right at the right time. It. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, who wrote that? Linda, that's Charles, no, Charles Strauss. Charles Strauss, 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 Strauss and right? Lee wow. Adams, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, what a great, the whole score. So, great.
0: you know, I just, maybe you two can work on, I know you've done an album already billy of, of brazilian music but sure it'd, it'd be great if you and linda did one together that's my we could do a whole <laughs> album couldn't we linda oh you I also yeah mean, i would we do could... it linda yeah, you, i would do it too i also, love your, you I also <laughs> love your one note samba that you do live i saw it live on the facebook did i did i imagine ah. it or was it true
2: no you yeah, did we it. Did, it. You
1: it did it on it uh, our second or third show it's uh it's
2: um melded
1: into what? what is it yeah. billy uh, i hear
2: music i hear, yeah, I hear yeah, music and then it does a little bit of uh and then it goes into, yeah, it's a little mashup. Yeah, that's what yes, like the yes. kids say.
0: And you sure. guys do something at the end, I think of the, of the, um, as well as that one, you were doing something that I liked, I'm, I've coined it, samba scat. <laughs> yeah,
2: right. Cause it's like exactly. jazz
0: scatting, but with a samba.
2: Uh, For sure, well Linda, yes. Yeah. Linda has that down for sure. Oh, you guys are sure. great.
0: And she plays that instrument, which I should know is a Brazilian. Uh, uh, inter- yeah, I don't That know little froggy thing? Yeah, thing no, is, the frog uh, is yeah. great. I love the yeah. frog. Oh, but the
2: cabasa. Oh, the cabasa. That. That's what it's Cabasa. Yeah. I think that's more, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's that's a Brazilian one or not. I think but, so. Uh, I think it is. Yeah, maybe. I think it is. Yeah, There's sure. a, we have a variation of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And we have the cuica and the bidding bow which are the two big
2: The Brazilians. cuica I love. And the cuica. And the berimbau, yeah, they're fantastic.
0: weird instruments, but they're they're beautiful, <laughs> and you hear them in carnival. But anyway, so there are a lot of you know just so obviously bossa nova, but there's a lot of other stuff on this album that's really the sure. eclectic. There's um, sure. a Steely Dan song. Steely Dan, right?
2: He, yep. That's about as far away from <laughs> black yeah. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of yeah. black cow. Yeah, a lot of variety on the album. That's and, great. Linda um, yes, came it's a beautiful album. A, a, you know, I always knew that Linda was a a Steely Dan fan, and we had done. Um, in our first show together, we did uh, Donald Fagan's Walk Between the Raindrops. Mm. And that's actually on Linda's first album. But then she came to me a few years ago and said she wanted to sing Black Cow. And honestly, I was like, okay. I wasn't sure <laughs> about it. And, you know, it's such a, it tells such a great story. You know, I thought, oh, it's, the, it's, this, it's totally this lyric. She made me hear that lyric in a way that, you know, when you hear Donald Fagan sing it, it's so kind of a cool, and it's sonic, and it's a sound, you know. Yeah. And Linda really brings the, that lyric to life in such a such a great mm-hmm. way, you know. Thank yeah. you, well,
0: you have "Roger's and Hart, you have Gershwin, yep. you have my favorite Cole Porter. I mean, you have everything, a little bit of everything. This album, and it's it's really wonderful. And then the lovely at towards the end, the Linda. This made me cry three weeks ago. Um, the you must believe in spring yes Uh, yes from the movie
1: alan and marilyn bergman wrote the music and uh, michelle legrand of the lyric and michelle legrand the music it's uh Mm -hmm. oh i'm glad it moved you it moved me uh, tremendously yeah particularly moving song very beautiful yeah
0: and it's it fits it fits for you guys so well i mean again this is so curated this you guys put a lot of thought into these tracks I can tell the picking of them, the putting them together. Was there anything specific you were going for the the, the title love notes is kind of clear, but what <laughs> else beside that?
1: Pretty much. It's just It's the, uh, it's a, you know, it's an album of the act that we've been doing this year. We've done an act together, Billy and I, for 15 years. Billy's been my musical director, and uh, we we rewrite the act. Uh, and the act is like, like a one-act play. It mm. it tells the story of 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 me through the songs that I've grown up with, or the songs that I wish I'd sung, or the songs that I did sing, and whether they're theater songs or uh, or songs from my childhood or Or from the past, or growing up, or contemporary pieces—they, they're chosen. And Billy works with me and creates this with me. It's like we sit down together and talk about what what I what I want to say without writing a book, because I'm never writing a book. And you heard it here. I, had I don't first. want to write a book, you know. Everybody, I just think everybody doesn't have to be a writer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. like, no, Yeah, I would celebrities. want celebrities. Oh. I'm not writing a book, so instead of writing an actual book, this is my book. This is my oh. way of saying this. This is who I am, uh, or this is who I want to be, or wish to be, or want to show you about me. So mm-hmm. it it the the evolution of the of the album comes from years of working together, and these are the fa- the finest pieces we know. These are the. Oh. Pieces Pieces, we think,
3: oh, let's record this because this works well. You know. And how
0: long have you been working together? It's been a, w- a while now, hasn't it? Well, fifteen years, you said. I, I think feel like fifteen
3: years. Every bit
2: of that, for sure.
0: How did I you start?
3: That.
0: How did you first meet up and start and decide you wanted to to, to work together?
2: <laughs> well, it's uh, well, interesting. It's uh, mm-hmm. because you know we've been friends for I want to say close to thirty years maybe uh, 25 probably mm-hmm. anyway wow. and uh, we, yeah and, yeah you know we just always kind of circled around each other and admired each other and I would see every play that Linda had been in and you know I mean just we were friends like that we just really bonded right off the bat but uh, then Linda had started to do an act uh, you know and, and did it in a couple of places and I don't know whether I think Linda just didn't maybe think that I'd be interested in doing it I mean I was working with I was still working with Liza at the time and (laughs) I was busy with other things, you know. But I remember going up to Mamaronek and seeing this act and it was fantastic. It was (laughs) great. I mean, it was already really on its legs, on its feet. Mm -hmm. Uh, The stories were clear and funny and I loved the act. And then we rode home together. uh, Linda and Steve gave me a ride home in their car back to to New York. And I think I I was just talking about the act and I think I just said, why am I not playing for you? Why are we not doing that? I mean I, I it And I said because
1: much. you're too famous. I oh. thought he was you know well, he was on the road, he was working so with much. Liza. He was working yeah. all the time as he is all the time working because Billy is very much in demand. And yes. I didn't have the I didn't have the courage to ask him because I didn't want to be turned down. <laughs>
0: and you're so, bo- well, you both you both work it, a lot and I, mean, I was reviewing both of your experiences and your all everything you guys have done it's it's a lot you guys both of you <laughs> and you're both obviously very we're, we're active.
3: a lot great.
0: that's good that's, that's what makes it so interesting street. and and the uh, steve the steve that, that um billy mentioned is steve bakunas right your, your husband, the husband yeah. yes yeah. and
1: and until uh-huh. last july steve joined the band and was yes. my drummer Mm-hmm. Um, now he's retired from drumming, but that's the Steve that that Billy spoke of. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So we tra-
2: we we traveled all over together, the three of us, you know. Oh, uh, yep, for great. many years. Yeah. Yeah. So there's we a lot of friendship. Fun. There's a lot of
0: friendship as well as love. In oh, this yeah. deeper than that. Yeah, yes. <laughs> that's great. Yes. Um, yes. Well, I I think it's a beautiful album, and it's you know I think it's the the production is stellar. And uh, Billy, who are some of the people that have worked to put it together? Um, I know you're one of the producers. With you mentioned Wayne Hahn,
2: right? Yes, I'm the producer, and Wayne Hahn's the executive producer. And uh, Wayne and uh, Wayne and Joel Lindsay, who's the creative director of the label Club Forty Four Records, mm-hmm. uh, approached. They approached. Uh, I, I had done one pro- project previous with them, which was one of their very first projects. Uh, Swinging Birdland Christmas. Of, of, it was the Christmas of Birdland, is what it was called, based on our Christmas show that I do every year with Jim Caruso and Clea Blackhurst. So that was, I already had a fantastic experience with these guys and this label. And uh, Linda, all along, or, you know, all through last year, was saying she was ready to record again. So uh, I was lucky enough to just be able to bring that to them. They jumped on it, which they were smart to. <laughs> um, and so, so Wayne is not only the executive producer, but he was uh, a fantastic orchestrator. And you know, but I, I had the the we had our band that we've been touring with, which is uh, uh, Daniel Glass, who's been the drummer with us since July, and Tom Hubbard on bass, and a fantastic guitarist named Jeff Barone, and then Aaron Weinstein, who is just this terrific jazz violinist, um, smart clever, mm-hmm. so musical, um, does, and does some of the arrangements as well. So And the mandolin,
0: mm-hmm. right? I remember oh, I the mandolin, yeah. yeah. The concert.
2: Exactly,
0: yeah. yes. You talked um, so, about that so, in the concert, yeah, in your live It concert. was
2: very comforting to go in and mm-hmm. just record, it was very easy to lay down the tracks mm-hmm. because we had all the people that we've always used, and it was a very comfortable situation, and then to have a label pick it up and add to it with these great instrumentations, orchestrations. Mm. And then actually, you know, somebody who'll actually help us promote every step of the way and designing it and and I mean we really felt like we were in, in real show business, you know. Absolutely. Also, yeah. Because Linda and I have both done solo projects that basically have been self-produced. I my sure. May yeah. project was totally self-produced and Linda's first mm. album, Possibilities, was the same. Mm -hmm. and which is great you know but but to have a label behind you oh my god it's it's just so. it's night and day i mean
0: the the orchestrations shine through and the production it's gorgeous it's a gorgeous album you both should be super proud of it i know you are are. i can can sense it it's wonderful and um it's available now on itunes amazon stores i i just i have apple music everywhere to just get it that way very quickly quickly on my device and I listened immediately. It was so, so wonderful. Oh, so
1: glad, thank you.
0: (laughs) No, thank you. And so uh, taking a little bit of a trip since you guys were talking about uh, how long it's been you've worked together. I have a few. Uh, I just have some things that I, you know, I think of when I when I listen to you guys in your in your weekly Facebook concert, which Billy is on your your Facebook page, right, at three o'clock.
3: Yes, is exactly. that something three. we can expect
0: uh-huh. moving forward next week? Or is this something? Well, we're going
2: definitely going to so do on Wednesday. We, we we take it week to week, honestly. Mm-hmm. But uh, sure, as you as know, we're a enjoying now. it, and the, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we're definitely going to be on it uh, this Wednesday, for sure. You know, right. it's, it's, And in those concerts,
0: yeah. there one of, one of the things I'm noticing is so great, and I don't know if it's already part of your act, but it seems to come very naturally. You guys put in there just little little bits and little uh there's a banter but it's also there's some information there's a lot of nice little tidbits about your lives as you're speaking and as you're in between songs that's kind of my favorite part too
2: (laughs) to to hear more about you
0: i wanted to know linda one of my trivia things that comes up when i hear the concert and when i'm thinking of you guys is how did a nice jewish girl from portland maine get to william and mary in williamsburg virginia
3: well
1: (laughs) I. I'm I'm not so nice anymore. <laughs> but but William and Mary is not that not not at fault. I you know I I, I did grow up in Portland, Maine. I finished mm-hmm. high school, and I applied for a bunch of schools in the in New England area mm-hmm. because that's where it was logical to go, and there were some good schools. And I knew I wanted to be an actor and. I wanted to perform, and so I wanted to get a, an education that was theatrical at, at at its base and i didn't want to go to college at all, so that was a nice combination um, and my uh, mother's uh, very good friend came to visit from Virginia they lived uh in Petersburg and they had, had moved to new jersey and and she but she was originally from Petersburg, and she said why don't you go? To, why don't you look at William and Mary? And so uh, she suggested that I get away from home to go to school too close to home was not going to be, she thought, the fullest education. And I thought that was very smart advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it, it meant really leaving home and going to where uh, I out of my comfort zone, shall we say. And so then- um, my mother and i took a trip to williamsburg and i fell in love with it it was there was ivy growing all over the the yeah. buildings and it was very small and contained and mm-hmm. friendly and the dean of admissions met me that day i made an appointment and they were very welcoming to me and i got in and it began my life and it made my life it began my life in the theater and it made a life for me, uh, as an, as an actor, I started to, um, I was the first uh, freshman to get the lead in a play in 15 years. They put me on the cover of the newspaper because the the head of the department never gave such a, the leading role to a freshman. And this was big news. And Mm -hmm. I, I I, I thought I'd made it. I mean, it was like, for me, it was like (laughs) being on Broadway already. I thought I could die now. And I was 18 and
3: I'd
1: Mm -hmm. gotten this in the, the play was Dial M for Murder, and I got the oh, role, wow. leading
3: role. Yeah. And,
1: and so I had a very good time at William & Mary. Uh, yeah. and it, then- it really created a life for me that was connected with the part of me that had been yearning to act and to perform and, and to expand uh, in, into, that, into that person that was hiding inside of me all those years.
0: Well, I'm very glad to hear that as someone who currently I teach in college in Virginia theater at George Mason and I'm very, very happy to hear that I went to UVA undergrad. So I, um, William & Mary is the one school that us UVAers, you know, us Wahoos, we were kind of snobby about other schools, but not William & Mary because that's where Thomas Jefferson went to school.
1: Well, yes. Yeah, you better not be right. No, that's
0: right. So we have to be quiet. But no, it's it's known for its drama program, too, for, for decades. And uh, the drama program at William & Mary has always been very highly regarded. So obviously you did very well there. And then from there to New York City, or no, or was there... That's a, right.
3: Some, wow. Well, I that's went to Boston
1: first. Oh, good. My parents okay. had moved from Maine to Boston, and mm-hmm. I went to visit them and... Mm-hmm. Stayed around and got a job with a theater company in Boston, the Charles Playhouse,
3: mm-hmm. which
1: had been started by Olympia Dukakis and her classmates oh, wow. at BU. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I joined that company, mm-hmm. did summer stock with them. John Cazale was in that company.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, we uh, we all came to New York together the following fall wow. and all got jobs at Bloomingdale's <laughs> looking <laughs> yes. So <laughs> that good, began my life in New start. York, yeah. And
0: so Broadway in the 60s or late 50s, early 60s, what was that like for those of us that, that you know weren't around then and that want to know, what was, what was it like and how was it different?
1: Well, it was all I knew and it was, mm-hmm. you know, there were musicals and there were American musicals and there were young people writing them and there were auditions all the time. And, uh, it was very different than it is now. Um, it was opportunity then uh, it was not, it was hard to get an agent, but if you were, uh, I just, I can talk about my experience. I don't know what it was like, but I know what it was like for me. Sure. And, um, and for me it was, um, I could get into, into auditions for musicals because I, I could sing. I didn't have an agent. Uh, I had I had worked in summer stock my freshman year in college. I got my equity card in summer theater. So I could go to equity auditions. So that's the union. And I could go to chorus calls, mm-hmm. which is what I did. And I went to chorus calls day after day after day until I got into my first musical, which was written by um, John Kander and James and William Goldman. That was before oh, wow. John Kander partnered oh, yeah. up with Fred yeah. Ebb. Wow. And I got into it after three days of auditioning. My mother actually came to one of the auditions. Have I ever told you that, Billy? She sat in the audience, no.
0: <laughs> watching. So you met your mom at the, was,
3: at the audition. She was wow.
2: listening
1: to what they were saying about me.
2: And, <laughs> Sing yeah, up, Linda! Sing up! Yeah, that's right, right
1: that's right. right. And well, she was visiting me at the time, and I said, "Do you want to come?" Well, she said, no. But um, I got I got into the chorus,
3: mm-hmm. and
1: uh, from the chorus. Uh, we were in Philadelphia trying out the show and Hal Prince walked in one night. I didn't know who Hal Prince was. He was a young producer yeah. and he had been hired to take over the direction of the show. Mm. Um, and he, he uh, said hello to me. And actually, I was on the payphone when he walked in backstage and he pointed at me and he said, I'm go- you're terrific. I'm going to see you later. And next thing, <laughs> I had no idea who he, who he was or what he was talking about. And the next day, he gave me five speaking parts. He pulled me out of the chorus. Wow. Yeah. So Hal Prince started my career in uh, in the theater, in the musical actor, theater, yeah, and right. continued yeah. to. Uh, to- Uh, to to support and mentor my career all my life
0: wow that's amazing Mm -hmm. what a wonderful way and Billy you were in Texas right and you're well I have to
2: say before we leave Hal Prince that's how Linda and I know each other we met through our beautiful friend Hal and Judy Prince so uh, so we we met years ago at a party so yeah he's still he worked his magic with us that's for sure he really did uh huh. Oh, I hear Mickey in the background. <laughs> is that is that your dog?
0: Is that your dog? The
2: doggy. Yeah,
1: he wants to be on the radio too, but he
2: Aww. needs to sit so, down. Right. Okay. Now. We welcome. We welcome dogs on the radio too. So yes, I'm from <laughs> Texas. I'm 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 Texas, and uh, yes. sorry I didn't mean to cut you off with that, but uh, no, not at all. I'm
0: glad that's an interesting tidbit
2: that the the
0: the born in Texas and you started playing piano right at a very early yeah. age. Yeah,
2: sure. Well, I started at a really young age, but mm-hmm. I started playing. I guess I did my first professional gig when I was 12, maybe playing for a wed- weddings. That summer, yes. I played for two weddings in our town, um, yes. and you know, the first job that I actually got got money for it, $50. Oh. It was fantastic. Wow. And uh, and then when I was 15, I started playing uh, happy hour at the country club, and yes. uh, every like every, for three summers in a row. The, the first summer I was not, I didn't have a driver's license yet, so. My mom would pick me up after school at 3:40, and I would jump in the back seat and change into my little shirt and tie for the happy hour gig, and play from four to seven. And then my dad would pick me up at seven and, and take me home. And uh, that that summer was great because I really learned the value of learning learning songs, taking requests. You know, because it really uh, was like a, a yes. bar. What they mm-hmm. sat around and there was like a tip jar so it was, i was like so these ladies would come off the golf course and request songs and <laughs> if i didn't know them i would go home and get find somehow find the record or figure it out i don't even know how I figured <laughs> it out in those days but but uh, it, it's so easy now but uh <laughs> and this was outside but, of
0: houston somewhere near houston yeah or, yeah.
2: Uh, yeah sure right i grew up in a town called sugarland but it's mm-hmm. really close to houston Mm. So uh, it was it, it was very rural then. It's not anymore. But Sure, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, so I, and then by the time I was, you know, out of high school, I had a really brief diversion to college nor- at North Texas, about yeah. four hours away from home. And that was just uh, not for me. I mean, I was <laughs> away from home for the first time. So let's just say I didn't focus too much on my studies. I was more social. And, uh, you know, I was having a good time, but my grades weren't. Uh, but, so after that year, I came back home and I really realized, it became kind of clear to me and my parents that, uh, I mean, certainly what I wanted to do was, was just be working. So uh, I did not have a, a, a much of a college career. Although the two girls that I formed my first big nightclub act with, I met in my year that I spent at University of Houston. So, and that was Montgomery, um, Plant, and Stritch? Yeah, it was originally Montgomery, Mays, and Stritch. Uh, oh, Sally, Mays, who, uh, was, <gasps> Sally Mays, who was, was, okay. there. Yeah. Sally Mays was oh, with wow. us for the first year and, mm-hmm. and a half. And then Sally split to come to New York and kind mm-hmm. of got a jump on all of that. And then, so then it was um, Montgomery Plant and Stretch oh, for another right. seven years. Oh, well. And, you know, we, we traveled all over. We did the night, big nightclubs. We did the Fairmont Hotels. Mm-hmm. We did the Algonquin, the Carlisle. Um, mm-hmm. And and then the summertime, we would do um, big jazz festivals in Europe. So, you know, we, we, we traveled quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, I feel like the reason that probably came to an end is that we just really had a lot of trouble getting to the next level. We couldn't, mm. we've tried and failed over and over again to get a recording deal. Mm. And it was just hard with the music we were doing. We were much more sure. suited to, to nightclub performing. Right. And uh, it was very specialized. So it wasn't really what people were buying on the radio in nineteen, um, you know, eighty
3: five. Sure, sure. But, uh,
2: so, so that's, but that's, I have worked a lot with that group in New York all through the 80s, about living in New York. Yeah. So that's actually, when that group ended and that situation came to an end, mm-hmm. that's really what catapulted my move full-time to mm-hmm. New York, and that was 1990, so this will be 30 uh-huh.
3: years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and,
2: and then
0: from that to, at some point, you met up with Liza Minnelli and started... Very
2: soon, yeah, very soon after that. After I had, yeah, I had, I had ended with my group, and it uh, was New Year's Eve, 1990, uh, going into 91, and I, I was working at a piano bar here in town, a club called Bobo's off Theater Row, and um, one night, Liza came in and, uh, you know, just, I, I played a couple of very specialized uh, tunes, I thought, I thought, when I saw that she was there, I thought, well, I can either be that guy who plays New York, New York, or Cabaret, and I thought that's, I already knew that wasn't going to mean anything. So I started playing this uh, great theme called The Bad and the Beautiful from one of her father's films. Oh, it's, it's oh, which film. is
1: on this week by uh, the way. Is obviously. it? I know
2: wow. it's on oh my I I, it's on I, I, I can't wait. Oh, uh,
3: it is, when,
2: well, it's, it's one of the best movies and I played that beautiful theme by David Waxman. Oh, I saw gorgeous across theme. the across the room her back was coming and I saw her fort kind of go up and I saw her get up and she started walking to me. You're
3: so clever. And
2: she said, and there wasn't very many people. It was pretty empty. And She walked kind of right up to me and said, uh, gosh, I mean, she was so warm and friendly. It was just like, mm-hmm. it was like greeting someone you knew. Sure. And she said, I, I, how do you know that song? I said, it's one of my favorite movie themes. She goes, you know, my father directed that movie. And I kind of smiled. And so her and she said, she said, Hi, I'm Liza. I'm like, Yes, hi, I'm Billy. You yeah. know, and, <laughs> and I remember Stefan, as the night went on, some of you know, because I already knew a lot of people in New York by that point. Sure. So a lot of singers came in that night, and Cheetah Rivera came in that night mm-hmm. with, them, with her daughter Lisa. People came in. Sure. And I remember Liza saying later, how am I the last one? I'm, I'm the latest one to the party. How did I not know you before this? So, ah, um, so you became. So we. Became friends and, and she was already in rehearsal for a big act she was doing at Radio City Music Hall.
0: Oh, was this the and stepping out? The stepping yeah. out? Oh,
2: she, yeah. Oh, Yes. She yeah. was one week into rehearsal for mm. that. Mm-hmm. And she, that night she explained the show. She said, the first half is just me and the second half I have 16 women of all shapes and sizes and ages.
3: that come
2: out of the audience, but they end Mm -hmm. up being in the show, you know, so that was the pretense of, it was Liza, she said, you know, everybody uses guys, she said, I don't want to do guys, I want women, I want it to really reflect women, Mm. and so fascinating to me, but I remember she said, I was going back to play my last set, and she said, if you were going to sing, she said, do you sing Teach Me Tonight? And I'm like, well, I've, I've never, never sung it myself, but one of the girls in my group had sung it so i knew the song mm. and i knew the lyrics and so i sang it for her and she goes that's how i want to do it she had that song in mind to be the opening
3: song oh yeah
2: and so she said will you come watch rehearsal on monday and i yeah i'll come <laughs> so
3: yeah uh, all of a sudden
2: i'm going to <laughs> rehearsals every right. day i'm laying out arrangements i'm laying out vocal arrangements and after about a week and a half fred ebb called she told me later called her that night and said, we've got to hire this kid. I mean, oh, wow. bringing in so many great ideas. So, so I got hired to do the vocal <laughs> arranger for that show, I mean, right off the bat. So and then you went on was, to do a lot
0: of other things yeah. with
2: her, I know, and there were a lot of- I did. But yeah, one of the things
0: I, that, that you mentioned about her wanting to reflect women's, um, yeah. the view of women, right? To have a yes. woman's yes. point yes. of view, woman-centered. That made me think of Linda. because one of the things that I think of when I think of Linda is women's point of view, particularly because I was a child of the seventies and I grew up in the seventies watching television. And um, one of my favorite shows was the Muppet show Mm. after the Muppet show. (laughs) I was young, was a show about uh, three women that worked in a diner called Alice. (laughs) Right. And I I heard of that. Yeah, you think it's a show. I don't know if Linda knows about it. Um, so this was the show for nine years on CBS that that Linda was, was in, was a star of. And um, Linda, I, I, it was, first of all, I think for so many people my age, uh, a turning point in that it, we saw a woman, uh, a single woman, or div- was she divorced or was she single? Single mom, divorced? She was a
1: widow. Her husband had died in a truck accident. That's it,
0: yes. And so tell us she about was, that experience. Tell us about working in that show and what it meant to you because we know what it means to us watching it, but but Well, you- it
1: was a show that was, that was a, a groundbreaking. Um, she, Alice, was a single mother. She was, a, a, she had dreams to be a singer. But she had a son, and uh, he was played on the show by Philip McKeon.
3: Mm.
1: He was 10 and a half when we started. Mm. And nine years later, he was clearly almost 20. So we developed the life of a young boy sure. uh, and, the, and the life of a, a young woman uh, who needed to make a living. And halfway across the country from New Jersey, newly widowed with a son. Mm -hmm. Finds herself in Phoenix, needs a job and gets a job in a diner. And that's the movie. Alice doesn't live here anymore. So, yes. And it was written by Robert Getchell, who wrote the movie. And then he wrote the pilot for Alice. And uh, it was a a, a pilot. The the screenplay and the production of that pilot was truly an American Gothic representation. It was Mm
3: -hmm. really
1: wonderful. And it was Mm -hmm. uh, full of potential for comedy. Mm-hmm. With three women working for an idiot, you know, a guy who <laughs> didn't have any a clue, yeah. uh, a, a well-meaning, you know, <laughs> a, a, an idiot with a heart of gold, you know, yeah. uh, sure. and a, a, a man who represented many uh, undeveloped, unformed and unevolved uh, men at the in the time of That's the time. 70s mm-hmm. when the expression was they just don't get it.
3: Mm-hmm. And so
1: we represented women who had to instruct uh, even our bosses to yes. what the real issues were for women. And the real issues were financial, emotional, ed- educational.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and um, they they went all the way to the Equal Rights Amendment. And so she politicized me in ways that I had not been aware of until I started playing this woman who represented of all the women who work in this country. And that was huge. It was huge for me to learn that, to know that, and then to be pulled away from the set from Mm -hmm. time to time to go to Washington to represent these women in a Mm -hmm. non-governmental commission. Got me involved, got me politicized, got me making speeches at the Lincoln Memorial, at the Mm -hmm. Washington Memorial, Mm and making speeches on the steps of the of the state house once for the equal rights amendment during that that struggle in uh in um oklahoma and uh, you know it opened my life i mean i was making i was i was suddenly talking to people about women's issues at rallies and i had not been a public speaker i had not Mm -hmm. been presentational that way i'd been an actor and a singer Mm -hmm. so she 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 changed my life and and Mm -hmm. enriched it in many many ways and and she still does she's on uh, a channel here what's the name Mm -hmm. of the channel billy it's anthem or i Uh forget it's reruns yeah. and the reruns yeah. it's still oh, yeah. playing.
3: Yeah. on reruns for he, sure. He
1: plays all over the country yes. and people know who she is and people like you were raised by her yes. and, and y- young women and young men who come up to me now and tell me that they wish that Alice was their mother. They came home after school. I was about and to that's, say, you know, we're able exactly to see the show in second yeah. or third reruns. So. Yeah.
0: And that was my story. Sure. Cause I was, I was the same age. I am the same age as, as Philip. <clears throat> Philip McCann and I are just a few, we're just a few years apart. And, and so uh, I, I remember, I think I kind of saw it through his, his eyes perhaps being a boy of a similar age to him uh, when the show started and, and also growing, sure. growing up with you too. I grew up with you too. So you were coming through my living room, right? Through the TV. Yeah. And sure. I, Alice was just so interesting. She was so different than anyone else, any other woman on TV at that time. And also add to it the, the lovely opening theme song that I memorized as a kid and danced around the living room singing, um, too, because I loved it so much. And it's such a great, and so, you know, I guess the singing and for you, the singing and the acting always to me in, went hand in hand and, you know, and then it's just wonderful what you did with that role. Uh, oh,
1: thank you very much. It was, uh, as I say, it was life changing for me and, And it still goes on, you know, she raised a lot of children and in all the reruns, she's Mm -hmm. raised about five generations of kids. So she raised me up too. She taught me a lot about being uh, in a position like that, you know, the... The, the quarterback on, in a team uh, uh, running a show for sure. nine years and meeting wonderful people and working with great stars like Debbie Reynolds and George yes. Burns and all, the, all guest the guest stars that we had over oh, the years. was It was, it was uh, uh, thrilling. It was a great job, and I'm grateful to that I had it. Yes,
0: well, it was a, it's a wonderful marker in American television, I think, to me. And, and so then from that, you went back to, so you were in, like, was that filmed in New York or L.A.?
1: Uh, it was filmed at Warner Brothers in Los Angeles. Okay,
0: so you were in L.A. And then how did you get, I, I, you know, your career is so diverse. There's so many different parts to it that all kind of go together uh, in different ways. And then you went back to Broadway at one point, right? Um, doing um, not just plays, but also musicals. You were, I know that you were, um, I'm probably skipping ahead here, but I know that you, you, you did plays as well as musicals when you were back on Broadway in the 80s. Yes. And that's when the Tony the Tony Award for the Neil Simon play. Yes, I so, came can, back
1: from Alice and went to Broadway in 87. Alice was over in 85 in mm-hmm. and uh, I did some movies. I was producing movies for CBS, a mm-hmm. film a year. And then I did, I came to New York and did um, Broadway Bound for Neil Simon, yes. Yeah.
0: And uh, did you, had you encountered Neil Simon before? And you, you did yes. the, of the Red Hot Lovers, wasn't that one of your first Big things on Broadway, way back. Yes, when? It, yes. that's right. So you it were was. you were Neil Simon. At that point, you were quite familiar with Neil Simon. You knew what you were doing, obviously. And 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 then how did you get from that into the 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 was the cabaret singing the stuff you're doing with Billy now the work you're doing with Billy now? Well, was that cab- already let, always there?
1: Let me just say that. I can only do about five minutes more if it's all right with you because I need to walk this dog who's not well. Oh, of course, absolutely. Um, But I I started in cabaret, and Billy knows this well because I talk about it in the act. I started uh, when I couldn't get jobs in the theater um, even though I was auditioning all the time for chorus roles, there there was a woman named Jan Wallman, and she ran a lot of clubs in Greenwich Village in New York, and she fostered a lot of young startups like Joan Rivers and mm-hmm. Dick Cavett and.
3: Wow.
1: Uh, Rodney Dangerfield actually tried out an art club but a lot of wonderful young uh, people who were trying to uh, develop a comedy or music acts and so she started she gave us all an opportunity to to perform and and I so I started in cabaret in in the in the 60s in and and I, I dropped it after a while because there was not time to do everything right
0: you're so eclectic and there's so many different things and i remember way back when i think there you did a song that i love very much from the mad show going back to the 60s which was very uh brazilian in style too which was the the stephen sondheim song the girl from the Boyfriend, sorry. The Boyfriend. Taka Rumba. Yeah, that one, which, uh, so it's always been there, Linda. I think you, you, you are a, I think you're half Brazilian. I think there's something in there that has uh, got a Brazilian flair in the
3: work that you do.
1: Well, I've got a, a real passion for it, that's for yeah. sure. Yeah. And it's yeah.
0: coming back around now with this wonderful album and this wonderful um, uh, concert, the concerts that you guys are doing, which that are wonderful. Well, so, thank
1: you for that. It's wonderful no. to, to be able to talk about Love Notes with you and to yeah, meet great. you and and have this wonderful interest. <laughs> and clearly you've been watching us and noticing. So your questions and your comments have been really uh, very interesting and informed. And that means a lot to be able to talk to somebody who cares as much as you do. So I thank you so much for your, your caring interview. Absolutely. Thank Me you. too. Uh,
0: Thanks so me much. Yes. Oh, thank you. And Billy, you and I can keep going if you want. or, or, or a little I have, bit to,
2: go to, have Stephen, to go I, too, Stefan. Okay. I've got to take off. we got dinner coming. So oh, yeah. Yes, not it is coming. that it's time. Happen, it is so. that time of night. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Thank you,
0: both. thank you both for taking sure. this time. For being thank with you me. so
1: much, Stefan. Happy treat. Passover and
0: happy Easter.
1: And the same you, to you. Thanks thank a lot. Be well, oh, be well. Thank you, thank
0: you so much. Bye
1: now.